prophet, I met him two years ago, right around this time. Uh, we had Apostle John Eckhart here. He did a night of deliverance, and he brought uh, Prophet Beaver with him. And Prophet was not supposed to come that night. Actually, it was another prophet that was supposed to come with Apostle Eckhart, and that uh, that prophet got COVID. So God has spoke to prophet anyway and says, you need to go to Dallas with Apostle Eckhart. So long story short, he comes here and he meets me and, uh, you know, uh, he just told Apostle, hey, I, I feel like I'm supposed to connect and pray for this pastor. He's going to go through some transitions. I feel like I need to be there to, to pray. And so anyway, we exchanged phone numbers and I, you know, I, I didn't know him. I, my first time meeting him is when he came. So he would call me, you know, and I'll, I'll never forget, he, he called me and he was, he just said, hey, I don't know you. I don't know what's going on with you, what's what your life is. He says, but God told me to tell you, you're going to get married again. And uh, at that time, y'all already know, I was 75%, I ain't going to get married, and 25% Jesus. That was it. Long story short, he kept prophesying, and he got very specific. He had a dream about Sharice. He described this lady to me. He told me how I would meet her. And then he would say, and it's going to be like a lifetime honeymoon. You're going to be ready to leave church just to be with your wife. That is true. I want you to know that. So anyway, he made it sound so like unbelievable. I said, I said, if that happens to me, I will sow $25,000 into your ministry. He said, take it back. I'm accurate. Take it back. I said, I'm not taking it back. Well, I didn't take it back, and I did give him a check. So y'all give Prophet Beaver a big hand clap this morning. Love you, Prophet. And and he did give me the check, and I did take it. Praise him. I gave him a way out. He didn't take the way out. Bless God. Will you lift your hands unto the Lord today? Father, we're so grateful for the Word of God. We thank you for the Spirit of God. We thank you for the Spirit of your anointing in here to destroy yokes, remove burdens. And those that are oppressed that have come to be free, Lord, thank you for the spirit of liberty and the freedom in this place. I give you praise and glory and honor. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Before you see this, shake hands with somebody and tell them something good's going to happen for you. Come on, tell them again something good is going to happen to you. And tell them if you believe God before you leave here. Something good is going to happen to you. Well, some of y'all done sat down already. Tell somebody else something good is going to happen for you. And if you got enough faith to believe God right now, that something good can happen for you, right? Let me say it again. Something good is going to happen to you. And if you got enough faith to believe God, that something good can happen to you right now. Right now, while you're sitting here, your email can go up. While you're sitting there, your phone can get a text. Throw your hands up and say thank you. Throw your hands up and say thank you. Open your mouth and praise them in here. Come on. Come on. Come on. All that God has done for you, should nobody have to tell you to praise God. I don't know about you, but he raised me from the dead. March 4th, 2021. Cold blue and I see you. But the wind of God blew over I see. I can't help but to praise him. I come in with a praise. I take a shower with a praise. I travel to the airport with a praise. 
I walk around my house with a praise. I sit in my audience with a praise. Come on, lift up your voice and give him praise. I believe some good is going to happen with somebody in here. I mean, I feel that down in my shando. Y'all ain't down in your shando. Y'all ain't really Pentecostal over here. I know there's a few of y'all in here. I know you were the faith, but I know a few of y'all got to I know a few of you came about the church where they picked up their feet and put them back down. Just like David, he danced before the... Oh, come on, you got about 12 seconds. One, two, three, go ahead, 12 seconds. Come on, take them. You pray, but tell your neighbor, oh man, the Lord with me, let us exalt his name together. That was the true praise, but I got one way down in me that said, I don't know what you're about to do, but I thank you, you're about to do something, hey, that gives a real one. Come on, clap your hands and praise the Lord. Some of y'all need a little exercise. Come on. It's all right. All right, sit down. I should say sit down unless. Hold on, you remember they say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Alright, sit down. Unless.
I said shout for the Lord has. Somebody's believing God for victory. I said shout for the for the for the Lord has. I said for the Lord has. Oh, y'all cut it out. I want to come back. Cut it out. Cut it out. Somebody having a memory of God bringing them out of something. And somebody got some expectation about it. Before the end of the year, everything that God promised me is coming into my hand. Open your mouth and... Open your mouth. Come on, Judah. I heard the Lord said, send out your praise. Send up your praise. And the lion of the tribe of Judah will go to war. Send up your praise. Send up your praise. Send up your praise. Send it up. Send it up. Send it up. And as you're sending it up. He said, Marcus, tell them, I'm coming down. I'm coming down. I'm coming down. I'm coming down. Oh, clap your hands. I want to honor Pastor Evan Connor and his wife. Come on, clap your hands. They are... God's couple. I'm so grateful for them and their family. Also, you know, I got to be honest. When I come here, there's a certain person I look for every time I come, and that's Mother Connor. And she bought me some oatmeal. I said, Lord Jesus, you know how I love you, right? But Connor told me to eat oatmeal last time I was here. And I ain't eating no oatmeal. I said, Lord, please don't let her ask me about oatmeal. Because you know I don't lie. I tell the truth. I'm about to tell her I have not been eating oatmeal. She bought a whole big thing of oatmeal. She must have heard from God. This boy ain't eating no oatmeal. I'm going to send it with her. Thank you, Mother. Clap your hands for Mother Connor. I want to honor my mother who is here. Come up here, Mother. Somebody help her. Come up here real quick. I want y'all to see this all-star because when I was literally dying, she told the doctor, he going to be all right. You need an intercessor that can see the end before they, you get out of it. And she's not just my mother. She's a woman of prayer. And I'm so grateful for her life. I'm grateful for her. I, I, we travel together full time and I'm grateful for her. She almost didn't make our conference. She got a little sick. And I prayed and asked God. I said, God, please, I want my mother to be there. And I'm grateful she made it on Thursday night to our meeting. 
Another reason why I bought my mother up is because, ain't she beautiful? I just want you to know, she will relocate. Dallas is nice. So she will relocate. All right, bless you. Do you want to say something real quickly? Clap your hands to my mother. I'm so grateful. My sister is here. She's a prophet. She's been here before with me. Where is she? She's a prophet. Just as strong as I am as a prophet. We're prophets at the bloodline. That was a bloodline. Every year somebody could prophesy. I hear the Lord saying, you're going to move to apostle. I said, that's not the word of the Lord. I was born a prophet. And it was born through covenant. My great-grandmother, my grandmother was born dead. And her mother prayed, Lord, give her back. Great-grandmother prayed, give her back, Lord. And if you give her back, everybody that comes to her loins will serve you in prophetic ministry. My aunts are prophets. My uncles are prophets. My brothers are prophets. I don't know if he's here today. My sister's a prophet. I have nieces and nephews even in this building that are prophets. So God has kept his covenant. I also have a few more guests with me. Um, so prophet is Sophia Ruffin Wilson. She is a trumpet. She's a trumpet. She has a remarkable testimony. And one day I hope she's here to give it a remarkable testimony. And God has blessed her. Her husband is also here, Tommy Wilson. He's from Texas. He's from Houston. So I thank God for him. And um, oh my, my spiritual, one of my spiritual fathers, Prophet Kevin Leal is here. Much of what I do in the ministry today came from a, one conversation with him. On my birthday, uh, Tiffany, Sophia, everybody sent me a thousand. I was like, well, praise God. So when he called me, I thought he was calling me to get my cash up and send me a thousand dollars. But he didn't. He had a conversation with me and it birthed out what I'm doing now, especially with the Roar Nation. Is Roar Nation here today? These are young people from all over the country. We have one son here from Barbados. They're from all over the country. And they've come from many different backgrounds. And I'm going to tell you, and you better hear me good, those voices you heard scream are going to be some of the most strongest prophets this planet has ever seen. When I was dead, the Lord sent me back for that generation. And so I give my life to them, and um, I'm thankful for them. Also, my senior vice president, Dr. Karen Sturdivant, is here. Thank you for coming. And also my chief of staff, Bond Hamilton, number two. So I'm grateful. I can't see everybody else, but I'm glad y'all here. I really am. Some of my partners are here. I'm so grateful. Let's go into the word of God. Will you clap your hands for Jesus and what he's going to say? You know, when I came here with Apostle John two years ago, I sat right here because I, I couldn't. I wasn't walking. Y'all see me run and dance a little bit? I'm telling you, when the Holy Ghost comes, I can do a karate chop. I can lift that leg up. That's funny. So funny. Perfect timing, too. So I sat right here, and I began to prophesy, get ready, get set, go. I heard the Lord say that for this church. And the Lord told me today, he said, Marcus, 
I sent you here for that time to begin to prophesy and pray for this leader in this church. I know many of the staff here, I don't know them by face, but there's specific key members that the Lord has always had me praying for uh, when I come here and when I leave at times of prayer. I know Jonathan, is he here? Where is he? he yes, look, that was one of my prayers. Thank you, Jesus. He's married now. Um, several staff members that the Lord has me praying for because you have to have the right, listen to me really good. You have to have the right spiritual discerning eye. You have to have the right spiritual awakening in order to have happen what is going to happen in this church. Now, I didn't tell my spiritual father anything. I didn't tell Kevin anything. I didn't tell him anything at all. But I prophesied from this platform there was going to be a mighty revival to hit this church. And the harvest was going to come in through that revival. Never said the word to him. So I'm telling you, the Lord is confirming what he's about to do in this church. Tell somebody you can get in. Or get, tell somebody you can get in. Or get run over. I feel the unction of the spirit of God. So I said, get ready. Get set. Go. That was my words. And I think they went to a conference I think right at the time that the theme was when they got there that Monday, get ready, get set, go. Somebody mentioned that to me at one time. And so God has been preparing this place for quite a long time. And the last piece that God spoke to me and said must be in play was Pastor Eben getting married. So I was persistent with him, even though he wanted to hang up on me. But I was persistent because how do people know that when you've heard from God and you know that it's something that's going to break open the move of God, you have to be persistent about what God is saying. Some of you in this room, you're going to have to get persistent about some things that God has been speaking to you. There might have been the people that have doubted it, said it's not going to happen, hasn't happened yet. You know, the Lord told me last year that this would be the year of the promised platform. Everything that God promised to you, this year is the year where you're going to see manifestation of it. There's some things God promised you 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And you thought God forgot, but I'm telling you, God remembers. And so the Lord said to me, and this would be that year of the promised platform. Now, I'm the kind of guy I like to be incognito. I don't like to be up front. People think that's weird. I like to be on stages. I get petrified when I go speak because I want to make sure that it's God and not me. I mean, I'd be petrified. Our mom would tell you as I'm walking on stairs, I'm like, my God, me? Hey, God, if you don't move, we all in trouble. And so the Lord said to me, Marcus, I want you to go on television. I said, oh, absolutely not. Nope. I don't want to go on television. I want to kind of sit like a Mordecai. Just kind of stay in the back and prophesy and pray. And I'm still doing that. And I went to a meeting. There's about maybe 5,000 people there and I ministered. And then when I came up the platform, there was a man that approached me, him and his daughter. She said, Dad, that's Marcus B. with the man that would die. And God brought back. And now he has a generation of young people he's raising up. I said, oh, how you doing? What's your name? We start talking. 
Tell talk for briefly a little bit. And he's a producer on a show called uh, Sid Roth. It's supernatural. He says, so I think we want to get you on the show. And I'm like, got to be honest with you, I didn't even pay attention to him. I, I put him on to one of my younger prophets, Justice. I was like, here you go. And I walked, I, I wasn't being rude. I just wasn't, there was no interest to be on television or any of that kind of thing. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, Justice here, y'all have a, have a good time. I'm going to go on. And I went on in and did what I had to do. And then he called me. I was preaching in North Carolina, a conference called Mega Vision in Charlotte. And he called and says, I know Marcus Beaver's in town. Do we have time to meet with me? And um, I said, yeah, I'll give him a few times. I'll give him an hour or two, maybe. So I went to the Sid Roth show, met all the producers, executive producer. Again, to prophesy over one of the guys. He asked me to, for the word of the Lord. I began to prophesy to him. And as I was getting ready to, so what I thought, to leave, he said, I want to come into prayer room and talk to you. So I went into the prayer room and he says, um, I want you to be on the Sid Roth show. I said, okay. Okay. I wasn't downplaying. I was just like, okay, this is what God wants. Let's do it. Then he said, we, we were talking. Then he said, well, that's not it. The Sid Roth show wants to produce your own prophetic show. So Armand, of course, faithful. He travels with me everywhere. I said, I don't understand. He said, we, we want you to use the Sid Roth studio. Millions of millions of dollars worth of television equipment. And we want you to produce your own show as a prophet. Then he said to me, it was between you and another prophet. And I thought to myself, well, pick him. <laughs> Seriously. And he says, but when he came down to it, he has a... A lot of followers, more followers than you have. I said, praise God. Big him. He said, but it was something about you that drew us to you. I'm not done. I'm going somewhere. I said, okay. Vaughn's about to have a fit. Because Vaughn also works over finances. I know it's going to cost me something. I said, how much is it going to cost? He looked around like, it's free. I'm going somewhere. So many of you, like myself, had a word spoken years ago about you. And you've seen no manifestation whatsoever about that word. It's almost like God forgot the word or you must have messed it up in some kind of way you felt. And it has not manifested. And in many cases, you forgot about it or the word is laid dormant. In. I got to tell you, years ago, someone prophesied to me and said, you're going to go on television you're going, to, you're going to minister on television and you're going to take a young generation with you. And I'm thinking to myself, you're crazy. But because this is the year of the promised. God had to reach back 20 years. And say, this word has to manifest this year. Now, many of you got to be real careful because there's two types of people in this room. You have one type of people that's like, well, good, nice, heard it before. You have another type of people in here that's like, I can't wait. Lord, I'm believing you right now. Some of y'all feet is moving like, I'm boy. If he say shout, I'm going to get up and run because I believe. I just believe God. You know, I'm just crazy enough to just believe God that whatever he said is going to happen, it's just going to happen. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I don't know nothing else. All I know is if God said it, they used to say, God said it, I believe it, and that's that. Remember that? 
few of you church of God and Christ people in here. I got you. You're undercover now. You. But God said it. You know, I got a new, a new, uh, rendition of that. If God said it, that's it. His word cannot return back. Okay. I ain't ready yet. I ain't ready. I surely see you say, hold your mule. Hold on for a second. Watch this. So watch this. There are some things that you're going to have to do. Number one, you're going to have to be open to whatever the spirit of God is saying unto you. Because he's going to lead you directly into the right places where you belong. And let me just say that, that meeting with over 5,000 people, I did not want to go. I said, I don't want to go. I'm tired. I just finished. I came off the road. I said, I don't want to go. And the spirit of God said, go. Some of you in your flesh, your flesh is trying to talk you out of what's next. And there's an inkling, there's an unction on the inside trying to push you into what's next. Now, if I had a yielded to my flesh, as I'm just going to sit here and rest, I never would have met the ram in the bush. So your most important person in this season, I don't make somebody mad, is not your life coach. You already got one of them. It is Holy Spirit. Say this word with me, inside edition. Now don't sue me inside edition because I know y'all got one. The inside edition is John chapter 14, verse 16. Can you put it up there for me? John chapter 14, verse 16. So I will pray to Father, he will send you another comforter or one just like me. Not different, but one just like me. Most people think, that because I do something or minister prophetically or whatever or say something, it is out of my office of the prophet. Most time, it's not. It's out of my relationship with Holy Spirit. One day, I was driving in the fast lane. And it wasn't recent. So I was like, can he drive? I can. Don't judge me. Okay. So I was in the fast lane. I was driving. And the Spirit of God said, change lanes. I didn't question it. I just went to the next lane over. Maybe about 15, 20 seconds, somebody had stopped fast, and it was an accident all the way to the back, like 14, 15 cars involved. Spirit of God said, had you not obeyed me, you'd be in the middle of that accident. Another thing, my niece is here. Stand up, Cadence. Where's she at? She's still here? Okay. Well, she's up here in front, I think. She's in the building somewhere. So we were... She got sick one day. And we went, they went to the hospital and the Lord said, go. I said, okay. So I led by the Spirit of God, went, got up there. Mom said, I want to go see her. I said, let me see her first. Mom said, Marcus, I said, let me see her first. So I walked in there and the nurse was talking. And she was in her dad's lap and her mother's lap. She saw me come in. She got in mine. Don't be a hater. She came directly into my lap. I said, Spirit of God, what's going on with her? There was no office involved in this. Let me say it again. There was no prophet's office involved in this. I said, Spirit of the living God, what is the matter with her? He said, Marcus, it's food poisoning. 
I said, well, what are we going to do about it? He said, lay your hands on her stomach, on the top portion of her stomach. And the nurse was talking to mom, okay, what happened? We don't know what it is. We're going to try to get some tests. She just got in. She'd be in triage. We're going to run some tests. The Holy Ghost is already running the tests. This had nothing to do with the prophetic office. It had nothing to do being a prophet. This was the spirit of the living God. So I laid hands on her and on cue, I said, in the name of Jesus, everything with food poisoning come out of her now. And like on cue, she began to throw up all of this junk. She got it back up in my lap and the nurse was like, She was like, oh, don't worry about it. She's still talking about it. Don't worry about it. It's okay. And I said, Lord, is this it? He said, no. Holy Spirit said, there's a little bit more left. You prayed for her. It's going to come out instantly, and she'll be running up and down the halls in a second. So I laid my hands. He said, this time, lay it. This is the Holy Spirit. This ain't a prophet. I'm going somewhere with this. So I laid my hands on the under part of her stomach, and she began to throw up. And they wiped her up. Next thing you know, she was running up and down the hall saying, hi. She was a greeter. She went from being a patient to a greeter. What are you trying to say? The spirit of God will lead you into all things. And I'm concerned because we have a generation that want to meet, want to be prophets. We have a generation that is being bewitched by false prophets. We have a generation that is, that is seeking external measures to determine if something is of God or not. But the only way you're going to know if it's God or not is because you have God inside of you. You, once upon a time in a faraway land, I used to work at the police department. So I went on this training where they were training the bank tellers on money. Trying to get them to see fake money from real. So all we gave them all day is the authentic money. We gave them real money all day. Seven hours. Said, What's the training? It's all money. And right about the last hour, we said, okay, count these bills. I'll be like, it's the same bills. And they're like, 20, 40, 68, 20, 40. And they started separating into another pile. And the detective said, what are you doing? He said, well, these feel right. But some about these just don't, didn't feel right. And they got that because, not because they was handling the fake, it's because they had a relationship with the real. Oh, somebody missing this. And because they had a relationship with the real, when something else presented, to, ah, this don't feel right, something wrong. I can't put my finger on it, but something ain't right here. And if this church is going to explode with the power of God, like I know it's going to do, it's going to have to be because we got the real. Watch this. Because that which is not real in the city is coming down. I can't say everything. But there's some things that are just, it's, it's God's done with it. And so what he's doing is he's raising up the authentic in the midst of what we've seen. 
Some of your, I just said this last week in front of 2,000 people. I was preaching out in Florida. I'm telling you right now, some of your favorite preachers are coming down. They're my favorite preacher. I love them. And the Holy Ghost said, up, time up. I gave you space to repent. I'm about to send an alarm to my people. They're about to wake up and they're about to detach. Because what God is about to do, we must present him. And it's only going to happen. Let me tell you something. I'm almost done, Pastor. I promise. I promise. Don't say take your time. Don't do that. Okay. It's only going to happen by way of Holy Spirit. So go home and study John chapter 14, the entire chapter. I'm setting you up for something. First Corinthians 2 and 9. Everybody's heard of scripture. Everybody gets loud and shout, I have not seen. And we shout too fast. Because the next part of that verse, it should be almost an embarrassment if you don't have the revelation of it to see it. That means you're not walking in the Holy Spirit. Because but God has revealed them to us. There's things about this church that God has revealed unto me. And if it wasn't good, I wouldn't be standing here. I get an invitation. We turn about four or five invitations down a week. Chief of Sam's said, turn it down. I ain't going over there. He said, what? They, don't have, they ain't ready yet. I'd go in there and all 500 of them would walk out with me. Because I came to kill whatever they're building over there. And God's going to raise up prophets and people that are full of the Holy Ghost and said, I came to do some violent stuff. I know you can't understand that. You think Jesus is away in a manger, no crib for his head. No, he grew up to be the full-grown Jesus. He didn't no manger with no crib for his head anymore. Matter of fact, when I died, I saw the full-grown Jesus. And the last look in his eyes to me was the fear of the Lord. I'm telling you right now, the fear of the Lord is coming back to the body of Christ. That's because we're going to have the real, authentic power of God. As a matter of fact, as I'm talking now, the Lord said he's healing someone right now. Let me give you an example. Um, so they wanted to give me, a surgeon messed up my eye, could have sued him for quite a bit of money, and he told me that. He said, they put gas in your eye when I had the eye surgery. He's supposed to walk around like this with your head down. I did everything he's supposed to do. They woke up one morning and I was screaming at the top of my lungs like somebody took my eyeball out and started beating it with a hammer. I went to the emergency room and screaming, hollering, yelling. One of my armor bears took me. I was screaming. The doctor came out the back to see me. And while I was in the front, he was saying, get him an IV and get him some Dilaudid, get him some drugs, heavy drugs. It was that painful. And my, the surgeon that did the surgery called. He says, listen, I'm on my way back in the country. I apologize. I'm on my way back. He came back in. You know, he called me and says, you got to have a surgery done immediately. I said, no, I'll just wait till you get back. He said, no, if you don't, if you wait till I get back, you won't need me as a surgeon. You're going to need a neurologist for your brain. It's too much gas there. I put too much gas there in the back of your eye. And it could explode. That's why he has to go in now. I actually stuck a needle into my eye to relieve some of it before it exploded. So I'm like, Lord, what am I going to do? This ain't right. He said, don't sue him. I said, okay. He said, don't, they want to talk about, we're going to do a cosmetic surgery. 
boy, you're going to look good. And, you know, another surgeon's like, you're going to look great. I was like, well, I got to look good. <laughs> I'm walking around with my eyeball looking crazy. You got to get out of here. Somebody talking to me and I'm over there. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not. No, God didn't call me to do that. And so I told him, and the Lord said, don't let them touch your eye. And they was like, what we're going to do is they were doing the measurement. I said, stop. Sitting in the chair, I said, what did you say? He said, don't let them do what they're going to do to your eye. I said, why? It's okay to ask the Holy Ghost, why? He said, because one day you will be preaching. And your eye is going to pop right back open. It could happen at any moment. That's just how your miracle is coming at any moment, any time. Now that I walk in my flesh, I would miss the blessing that what God is going to do. Last, last, last thing I'm going to say. Before we just pray for a moment. This church, I'm going to get this. This church is getting ready to move because when God said get ready, he said, I assigned you at the get ready part. When you prophesied and said get set, I assigned you at the get set part. But tell somebody there's no more getting ready and getting set. It's time to go. And there are going to be people that come into this church that are wealthy and blessed but broken on the inside. And watch this. The Lord says they've been to every church in town. And they're still broken inside. But one day they're going to come into this church. I'm not lying. I don't play games with God. If God said, I said, if he don't, I don't. And when they get down to this altar, somebody that is full of the Holy Ghost. It's going to prophesy. It's going to drive out devils. And they're going to say, and now this is where I belong. Don't just bring me, go get the whole family. Get everybody that's attached to my family. And tell them, we got a new place. They got the real deal over there. See, what has happened is many people have come down from miracles and signs and wonders. I heard you, Lord. And they've been turned away. Because there's no power in the house. And so we found ourselves just having church performances. Lord, I want to come back. We found ourselves having a show. We traded the Holy Ghost in for a production manager. And God said, if I could just get one church to be a church of order, but let me have my way. Something, give me two minutes. You paying the close out music, give me two minutes. Something will happen if I can get a church of one man and one accord praying in the Holy Ghost. There will be a sudden. What the truth I came to prophesy that there's about to be a sudden. Let me try it over here. Y'all sleeping over there. Y'all taking naps over there. I said, what a truth. There's about to be a suddenly in this. I said, there's about to be a suddenly in this. 
What does that look like? We're all in one place. Well, pastor said, hey, I heard from God. The Spirit of the Lord told me to everybody meet me on Wednesday night and pray. Your corporate thinking is out of the way. Pastor said, come to the church and pray. I'm going to pray. Because something's about to happen. And I don't want to miss what's about to happen. God said to me, this church is no longer in the get ready stage, Pastor. They're no longer in the get set. This was the last. She was the last portion. That's why I was so adamant about you getting married to her. Because I kept asking you the question. Remember the question I keep asking you? What if 30,000 people showed up the word of truth? I would ask him that all the time. What if 30,000 people suddenly showed up in this place? And it's not 30,000 people for us to say we got 30,000 people. I'm talking about 30,000 people filled with the Holy Ghost and power. What happened if they showed up at the door? Nothing would be able to stop it. Come on, Pastor. Let me say the last thing. I'm wrapping it up, but I just feel the power of God. He's like, okay, Lord, better. Maybe I go online and help out. Listen, there's been churches in this city. What I'm about to say, I'm going to give a disclaimer. The views and opinion of what I'm about to say has nothing to do with word of truth, family church, has every kind of the board direction, has everything to do with God. There are churches in this city that has been operating under demonic rule. And the Lord told me to prophesy that a wind is coming into this city. And people that have been deceived will no longer be deceived. Yea, the Lord said, I'm removing the cover. And I even hear the Lord saying this week, my God, the cover is going to roll back. Why? Because there's a hungry people. You are God's people. And there's a move of God. That God is going to do in this city. Now for the next two minutes, I want you to open up your mouth and pray in this place. Come on, open your mouth, you're strong. Come on, what are you praying for? We're praying for word of truth. We're praying for Pastor Evan, his wife and his staff. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, I need you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. If you got to walk around a little bit, walk it out. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, come on out of your belly, pray. Come on, come on. Come on, I need to hear you. Come on, word of truth. Come on, Lord Nation, pray in the Holy. Push it out. Push it out.
Come on, take another minute and pray real quick. Come on. 60 seconds, right? Pray with fervency. Pray with power. Pray with strength. Pray with boldness. Come on, pray. Open the door. Open the door. Come on, I need some prayer. Come on, we're going to break through in a second. Come on. I feel the breakthrough coming in a second. Come on. Break out for this church. Let the youth rise in power. Let the children rise in power. Raise up this church. Raise. Come on. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. She comes down about seeking them heart. Have your way. Come on, shout, have your way, Lord. One more time, shout, have your way, Lord. Come on, stretch your hands to your pastor and say, in the name of Jesus, do a work in his life now in Jesus' name. Now, if you believe God is doing it, open your mouth and give the best shout you gave all year. Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh, shout. For it's done. Shout. For it's done. Shout. For it's done. Shout. For it's done. Hallelujah. It was when Paul and Silas, as they begin to pray and praise, it says suddenly. I want to say that word that he gave. My wife reminded me. She's like, babe, you've been saying that. You've been saying that. Everybody say suddenly. Oh, there's some things that's getting ready to happen, but, but make sure you got some roots. The only people that get destroyed are people that don't have roots. And they're going to be people who they've been going to church, but they haven't had roots. And so when man falls, they fall. Because their roots were in the man instead of the man. Come on, everybody, say, get your roots straight. Get your roots down. Get your roots down. Prophet, I, I received that word. Yes, ma'am. You want to say something? You don't want to say nothing. But you want to say Mother Connor, which was prophetic through my whole marriage with Cherise, told me to pray for the church. She says, all the witchcraft is gone. Glory! Come on! Glory!
Father, in the name of Jesus, the name that is greater than every name, every knee shall bow. That means every demonic spirit, any powers, anything that would raise up and raise his head against the name of Jesus and the spirit of God. We say witchcraft, you can't stay at this church. We say every witch, every warlock, every demonic spirit, every controlling spirit, every manipulating spirit, every lying spirit, in the name of Jesus, every deceiving spirit, you can't stay in this place. In the name of Jesus, you can't stay in these people, you can't stay in these homes, you can't stay in this family. In the name of Jesus, we declare you gotta go. And you can't come back in Jesus' name. I said go. And you can't come back in Jesus' name. I said go. And you can't come back in Jesus' name. We declare the blood of Jesus over this place. Angels of God. Run out any spirit. Every snake. Every demonic stronghold. Every principality and power. And ruler of darkness. Oh no. Jesus is Lord in this church. Jesus is Lord in this city. Jesus is Lord in this region. Jesus is Lord in this state. And we glorify the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And we bless you, Holy Spirit. Run everything out of this place. If you can pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit right now. Oh, let me say this right now. Oh, Jesus, please help me. Please help me, Jesus. Please help me, Jesus. Listen, I'm going to say something that's going to offend you if your heart ain't straight. But if you're not with me being married to Cherise, you need to leave this church. Bye. If you're watching and you don't want her with me, you got to go. Oh, yeah. Listen, Jesus, there's some of y'all, you here to be a witness to go tell somebody else but not for good some of y'all are just spies oh but today today is your last day you either get changed or you got to go Listen, the Lord just told me he doesn't demand perfection, but he do demands purity. David prayed a prayer. He said, create in me a, a clean heart, O oh God. And then he says, renew a, a right spirit. 
church, if there is a fake, there is a real. I can't help that you've seen so much fake that you think everything is fake. But if there's a fake, there's a real. And I believe today, man, we're going to see something new in this place. Amen. Listen, my mama ain't never. I've been pastoring now for 19 years. My mama ain't never came up here saying what she said. Never. <laughs> she said, they've been trying to mess with you, but I've been praying them off of you. You better pray them off of me. <laughs> you thought you won, devil. You didn't win. Oh, no, no weapon formed against me or this church or your life. Or your family is going to prosper. God's getting ready to turn some things around. You've had some people talking about you. You've had some family members dealing with you. But God is saying, I'm turning that thing around for you. I'm working it together for good right now. Come on, just do a spiritual turn. Just turn, 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 turn. Glory be to God. Okay, you about to go, baby? Okay, y'all give Mother Connor a big hand clap. My God, I got delivered and I'm up here. Okay, well, are y'all ready? Yeah. Prophet said something that hit me right here. He said God was look, is looking for a church that will have structure, but yet let the Holy Ghost have its way. That's what we're going to be right there. That's what we're going to do right there. So I'm going to make y'all a promise, okay? Because unless God ain't in it nothing ain't gonna happen and I have other things to do than to just be in church for nothing so I'm gonna promise you that whatever God wants me to do in this place it's gonna happen in this place so if I don't supposed to preach that day and I'm just supposed to get up and just lay hands please just let me do that well, I brought a visitor today, Pastor. Well, let the Spirit of God do what He wants to do with them. Because He already told me what we're going to do. And what's going to happen? Healing's going to break out. Deliverances is going to break out. Change is going to break out. And they're going to leave. And, and, and just, how was church? Girl, the Lord saved my life. And you're going, wow, we didn't have church like we normally have church. So are y'all just free 
to let me be free? Well, it's time to go home. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you for coming today. We appreciate you. You can shout. You can pray. You can laugh. You can jump. You can run. You can do whatever you want to do. Glory be to God. Okay, this is so good. So look, it's 12, it's 1247. We only 15 minutes over the time, but it feels like we got it all in, didn't we? All right, I love y'all. Peace.